like I don't want to see one again. Like if if it means that that like if seeing that thing meant that ghosts are real, I'm good. Like I want to tell the universe, <laughs> all right, you, I got the message. You don't need to show me another one. Hey, my name is Kelly Heil, and I'm here to show you that it's totally possible to do what you love while raising the ones you love. It took me far too long to figure out how to balance my new role of mom while overcoming mom guilt and still living my best creative life. Motherhood does not mean we have to throw who we used to be aside and stop making art or writing books. That's why I created this podcast. I want to inspire you to live intentionally. Whether you're a mom who gets up at 5 a.m. or a night owl who has another cup of coffee at midnight, we can do this. And I'm spotlighting women who are doing this. Grab a coffee, grab a notebook, get ready to change your life. This is the Moms Who Create podcast. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode. If you're a fan of all things spooky, today's episode is for you. My guest is Connecticut-based, award-winning thriller and horror author, V.P. Morris. Her novels, Shadowcast and Dead Ringer, are inspired by her interest in criminal psychology. She is a fan of anything dark and spooky. When she isn't writing, she's spending time with her husband and her son. We chat about what inspired her to write this genre, and you also get to hear about a chilling, creepy ghost encounter. Enjoy today's episode. Hi, V. It's awesome to meet you. Thanks so much for being on the podcast today. I know you also have a podcast that we'll get into and talk about that, but thank you for being on my podcast today. How are you? I'm good, and you're so welcome. I'm super happy to be here, so thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, thanks for being here. Uh, you're my first like thriller and horror author oh, wow. mom cool. I've had on the podcast, so I'm really excited about this. Uh, July is when I start decorating for Halloween, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> because there's only like what three months until October yeah. starts. Um, so this episode will only like fuel my love for all things spooky. So let's start off by telling the listeners about you. So just tell us just general things about you. What do you do when you're not writing? So when I'm not writing, so I'm, I have a almost two-year-old son, so I am chasing him around most of the time when I'm not dedicated to something else. But when I do have free time, I do read a lot and I do watch a lot of scary movies, scary books. You know, that's that's my jam. So in the evenings, I either read something or, or watch something that's kind of in that thriller, horror, mystery space. What got you into writing? Like what specifically writing, but also specifically like horror or thriller mm-hmm. or that kind of spooky realm? Like, did you have an inspiration or what got you into that? Well, the, the very beginning, I started writing songs at first at like 11 and 12 because I was kind of obsessed with like the alternative rock that was booming at the time and I I mean I like music but I noticed I was focusing way more on the lyrics than the actual like musicality of it and I realized that I needed to just like completely focus on the the, the writing the prose of it and, and not worry about the music because it wasn't drawing to me the way telling the story was so I started writing a bunch of short stories kind of after that in like middle school into high school. I took a ton of creative writing classes in 
high school and it, I kind of bounced around through all of the types of genres. I didn't really find my unique voice or my interest until I was in college or a little bit after. And uh, at first I kind of was hesitant because at the, the time, like I went to college in 20, around 2010 and um, a lot of that like gore torture porn was in at that time and I, I'm not into it. So I kind of thought that was the only way to, to be in horror, to be scary was that sort of thing. But then I, I kind of broadened my horizons a little bit and, and found there's kind of this whole other realm where there's all these different subgenres that you can write in. So you don't have to do what's popular at the time. Mm-hmm. And, and I kind of have always liked figuring out why people do like evil or dark or bad things. So that's why I'm drawn to, to psychological thrillers or psychological horror. You know what I really like? I really like mm-hmm. Alfred Hitchcock. I like that. Oh, yeah. I like the... Uh, suspense suspense mm-hmm. totally love i don't really like the like gore like yeah. the blood like mm-hmm. i remember in high school i went to see uh texas chainsaw massacre oh yeah and i went in and i was like I, you know i love that kind of stuff and i had to leave mm-hmm. after i think there was like a scene where they like wrapped the plastic around their her head or something and like she couldn't breathe and like it I felt like I was going to pass out. I had to leave and I was like, oh no, I can't like take this. But the suspense, jump scares, like things like that. Love it. Love it. So I think that's why I really like Alfred Hitchcock and kind of like the birds, you know, and Psycho and stuff because it's like edge of your seat. What's going to happen? I mean, I guess in Psycho, she gets murdered in the shower. But when you know what, like, have you heard that it was like chocolate yeah. syrup instead yeah, of blood? You know that, that mm-hmm. fact? I was like, oh, it's just chocolate syrup. She just, I wonder yeah. if she lick, licked herself after this. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> anyway, go on another rant. But um, but yeah, that's really cool that yeah. you were into that and you started doing that. Okay, yeah, so I love Hitchcock for sure. He was probably like my favorite. Like as I was getting more comfortable watching it, that was definitely kind of my first um intro into that realm because you know it's meant for an older time audience and they were you know far more I get you know had more censorship, so there was less um less scary to to go around. So that was, Hitchcock was one of my first few, like, scary movies I would see. Um, like, right now, my favorite author is uh, Gillian Flynn. She wrote Gone Girl and Dark Places, Sharp Objects. And um, I really like Ari Aster. He um, is the director behind uh, Midsommar, which is, uh, like, an A24 um, horror film. So he kind of does a bunch of, like, weird out there stuff that I, I really like. Oh, neat. Oh, cool. I actually have Sharp Objects. I haven't seen it because it's like a movie now too, right? It's um, a show with a HB, on HBO. A show. Uh, show. Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel like I'm always late to everything, but I am reading the book. Oh, actually, I'm listening. Oh, That's yeah, one I'm listening to on Audible, mm-hmm. I believe. I'm like three-fourths of the way through it, and it's, it's good. Uh, okay. So you have physical books. You have yes. Kindle short reads that I was looking up, mm-hmm. and then you did The Dead Letters podcast yep so tell us about all the things all the books and everything you do just Mm -hmm. give us all the info yeah so i've got two psychological thrillers that are out now they're you know amazon um barnes and nobles and you can find them through my publisher which is black rose writing um so they they both have um like in my opinion strong female leads and i was very important for me i like thrillers where there is a very competent or a very um skilled female protagonists. I kind of don't like the ones who are damsels or who just kind of Mm -hmm. fall into this like mystery or murder with no experience or no like way to handle themselves. 
So both of them have um, like very active protagonists who are women. Um, the first one is called Shadowcast. It's about a um, investigative journalist who her best friend from high school went missing and was never found. So she decides to start a true crime podcast to search for what happened to Maddie. And the man who is responsible for Maddie's disappearance is listening in and tampering with the investigation as the show progresses. So oh, that that's really good. Yeah. So it kind of ties in because I love podcasts. And so I, I've kind of melded my two loves together. Um, and then I've got Dead Ringer, which is a, a new release. And it's about um, a small time criminal named Taylor who accidentally causes the death of a teen girl who looks just like her. And she decides to take over that like sweet, innocent teen girl's life because she wants to sort of re a, a rebirth, a new chance to live uh, a nicer life. But she soon learns that like being the the wholesome good girl cheerleader is like a lot harder than she expected. And the family that she has infiltrated is actually harboring some pretty dark secrets that she now has to hide herself. So it's um there's a lot of twists and turns in that one. I, I most people don't see a lot of stuff coming. So oh if you my like God. Twists, that, that one might be a good one. Mm, um, they both sound good. And just yeah. kind of, they okay. both sound like original and, and like, mm-hmm. I already want to know what happens. And that you yeah. just told me about them. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah. I'll read those and uh, I've got three Kindle short reads. So they're, they're permanently 99 cents. They're kind of like a little bit under a novella. So just like, you know, a few thousand words that can take like a half an hour to, to read. So if you aren't in the mood for a full novel, they can, you know, there's something short and, and a bit scary to kind of just dip your toes in it without having to commit to a full novel. And um, they all take place. They're all hauntings in unusual places. So exit 13 is about a haunted freeway exit. Legacy employees is about a haunted office building. And um, all three short stories are about hauntings in unusual places. So exit 13 is a haunted freeway ramp. Legacy employees of a haunted office building and January release is a movie that is haunted. So like a curse almost that comes out of the film. And those are all, all Amazon Kindle exclusives. So if you haven't heard, the Mom Secret Journal is here. I am so excited to share this with you all. I've created this journal for you to fill with your project ideas, whether you're a writer, artist, entrepreneur, musician, or just a creative of any kind. If you're listening to this podcast, I guarantee that this journal is for you. With over 100 blank pages to plan your dreams, here's a space for your creativity to take flight. Go to momsucreate.com slash journal for more information. Available now on Amazon. Oh, those sound good. Oh, wow. I guess the first kind of books like that you could say would be like Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys. Mm-hmm. Like I still have those. I still love those. Yeah, I've always too. been interested in reading um, the kind of the thrillers. Not, I guess you wouldn't call Nancy Drew horror, but even mm-hmm. though the new CW, have you seen the new CW? I have not Drew? It's mm-hmm. good. I haven't seen the last awesome. season or something, but it it's actually really good and it gets mm-hmm. really intense and the, the like dementor basically and it is freaky like i had to like watch put on like family guy or something after one of the episodes because i was like it's nancy drew but i'm getting freaked out over this <laughs> it was good yeah and then the hardy boys i like to watch that the old like so i guess I'm, I'm like bringing up all these old things i need to get more current with the non-alfred hitchcock sean cassidy kind of 
things. Tell us about your podcast um, as yeah. well. So it, it's it's technically over. It's called the Dead Letters Podcast. So it's a, a fictional podcast. So it's um, like one story that's spread out through, I believe, a total of 12 or 13 episodes. Um, and it tells the story of a young woman who gets um, mysterious letters in the mail from 175 years in the past that are like predicting her life like down to the minute. And if she doesn't follow the like orders that are in these dead letters, um, she could possibly die or her loved ones could die. So it's um, all about unraveling the mystery of who is sending those letters and why are they powerful. I love your mind and your thought process <laughs> behind all of this. It just sounds so interesting. It's like reading the back of the book and then, you know, you just give the little like blurb about it. And mm-hmm. that's a book that I would pick up and read. You basically like wrote a book and then you just yeah. put it in audio yeah, style for a Yeah, it's kind episodes. of like an audio book. I have a few like, like sound effects and stuff to try to make it a little bit more immersive Ooh. and like, you know, I kind of try to like change my, the, the frequency of my narration so that like for men, it drops a little bit just to kind mm-hmm. of indicate that there's like different people talking to each other. Um, but yeah, like it was, it was great. Like I, it was like my first real creative endeavor that I put out for like the mass, like mass public consumption. And I really like, I got a lot of good feedback. I like, I won a, an award for it too. So I, oh, congratulations! I really like it. So even though it's like technically over, cause I knew it wasn't, it wasn't the type where, you know, like similar to what you're doing where you have like a new person on every week and it can just go on for infinity. I knew it would mm-hmm. have an, in, an end date. So it's like a short kind of contained thing. Um, and I, I think I want to start another, another something similar to it maybe in the future. Mm, I was going to say, are you going to do like a season two or another, another story? You should. Yeah. Especially if you want an award for it. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's neat. Very cool. Now you do all of this and you're also a mom. Mm-hmm. Can't forget about that. So, uh, you have one son. You yes. said he's two, two, almost two and a half, two. Yep. almost two. Almost oh. two. Yep. I have a two-year-old, but she's almost mm-hmm. three. Well, she's about two and a half. She'll be three in October, but two-year-olds, man, they're, yeah. they're a lot. lot. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you balance all the things you're doing with oh, being man. a mom? Because well, I feel like you've probably mm-hmm. done this for, you. well, to have everything you've done, you probably started before mm-hmm. you became a mom, yeah. right? And when you have a baby, no matter how prepared you are, it throws... Mm-hmm. They say it throws a forker. You know, it, it definitely slows yeah. you down a bit, and you have to mm-hmm. rethink everything you do and how you do it and when you mm-hmm. do it. So, tell us, how did you balance all this in your in your writing life? Well, I definitely did start before. I started about like four years before I had my son, so like six years total of I've been like actively working on writing and stuff. Um, so I'm kind of glad I did lay the groundwork for it before I became a mom because I think it would it now would just be a lot harder. Um, but I, I'm very thankful that I have good, like familial support. I, my in-laws and my mom, um, take care of my son, uh, you know, when I need to, to work on something or they kind of come over on a regular schedule. I also, um, I'm very good at utilizing his nap times. I, I purposefully try to write during his naps and as much as I want to just like lay on the couch and recover from chasing him around, I force myself to, <laughs> to be productive at least for a short time each day. And at least, like, you know, answer emails or something. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm, I kind of treat my – the times that I do get to myself as, like, kind of, like, sacred. Like, I, I need to make sure that I'm using them to be a writer and that I'm not just, like, sitting around watching reruns or YouTube videos. Like, I'm yeah. try, I need to make sure the, the little free time I have, I really try to use it towards something. Mm-hmm. That's what you have to do. Not every day. You don't have to do it yeah. every day. Every free mm-hmm. moment you have doesn't have to go to mm-hmm. – whatever endeavor you're doing, 
But if you want to do it, especially with kids, you have to, like I always say, you have to intentionally make time and intentionally do it. Because after, Mm -hmm. especially an almost two-year-old, after just a morning with them and they go down Mm -hmm. for a nap, you just kind of want to sit there and just like have complete silence and do nothing or, you know, put on something Mm -hmm. and just like veg out. But yeah, if you, if you're really passionate about what you're doing, you got to use some of those times to, Mm -hmm. you know, don't, don't turn on the TV. Don't do the laundry work on your stuff. And it's, Oh, well, there's probably my two-year-old upstairs. (laughs) You seem like you have things totally not scheduled, but you have a nice rhythm going Mm -hmm. on, you know, nap times and, and finding the time to do your creative stuff, Mm -hmm. your writing. Um, Do you have advice? Maybe that is the advice, what you do for Mm -hmm. others, but do you have any advice for moms listening that need to find a balance, especially with young kids Mm -hmm. and maybe they're too tired when nap nap time Mm -hmm. comes and they just want to veg out, like, especially with your first kid Mm -hmm. and you're tired, like extra tired. But what would you say to them? Mm-hmm. What kind of advice do you have? Well, I would say, especially like once you're out of that like newborn baby stage and you feel like you have at least enough energy to work on something to start small, like writing a novel or, or doing like a whole mural painting or whatever you, you feel like passionate about can be overwhelming. It's like, well, I, I can't just write 90,000 words. Like, of course you can't in one day. So it's like, it's just smart starting small, like, having little goals like I'm just going to write a hundred words a day or a thousand words, like something really that you could just do in like 10, 20, 30 minutes. Or like when I, I, um, I've written a third novel that I'm now trying to get published and, um, is my first book that I've written since I had my son. And I kind of felt overwhelmed. Like I don't have as much time as I used to. Am I ever going to write a book? And I just was like, well, I'm going to set a timer on my phone that like after he, goes down I'm just gonna try for 20 minutes and like if nothing happens in 20 minutes then I'll just go and do something else and like you know once you kind of get into the rhythm that 20 minutes becomes 30 and 40 and 50 and like you spend now like the whole two hours of the nap writing and you kind of get like into a habit of like oh it's you know noon uh, I want to write like you kind of get into that that habit so it's not about like oh I have to do this huge major creative endeavor. It's like, what can I just do for like 10 minutes a day or 20 minutes a day? And since it's something that you really like to do and you're really passionate about, Mm -hmm. it also kind of fuels you back up, you know, it's kind of relaxing and and fueling at the same time, Mm -hmm. but you're back to yourself. You kind of find your center. Yeah. You can focus. That's another thing is like, the hardest, one of the harder things I had adjusting to parenthood is like the lack of being able to focus on one thing at a time, because it's like, there's always noise or like, you want to cook, but your son wants you to throw a ball with him. Or it's like, well, I need to fold the laundry and he wants to, you know, like take all the laundry and throw it. So it's like, I can't just focus on one thing uninterrupted. But when I'm focusing on writing, it's like that part of my brain gets a chance to like actually focus on something. And it kind of feels yeah, like refreshing. Like you said, it feels like a different, like it's a different change of mental pace. So even if it's like harder than watching a movie, it's kind of, it's more refreshing, I think. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Uh, well, that's good advice. Good, good. You have to remember that, like, I don't know, to kind of really wrap up what you said, it, it, you'll want to not work on your stuff because mm-hmm. you're tired and you just kind of want to veg out, you know, like after 
a tiny child. But if you tell yourself, that's actually what's going to kind of fuel you back up. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you don't, not every nap time, not every yeah. day do you need to fill up all your free mm-hmm. time with doing this because you would just fall apart. You know, you need to rest. Yeah. Um, but you're doing it for yourself. You know, you're not, you're not doing it for anybody else. When you write, you know, when you're writing and if it's not work for somebody else, you're doing it strictly for you. You're your mm-hmm. own boss, you know, over your writings. Yeah, exactly. It it really does make you happier and, and mm-hmm. fill your cup, you know, you could say, and and go as far as to make you a better mom to your kid instead of just, mm-hmm. you know, recovering. It's recovering and also making ourselves happy and getting us back mm-hmm. to our, our pre, not just mom, because, you know, we're not just a mom. We're also... Yeah. I always say mom and not mom mm-hmm. or mom and writer, mom and, and uh, so tell yourself that, remember that you're doing it for you. You're not just recovering from being a two-year-old, you know, you're not yeah. just recovering from dying, you know, <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, that's what fuels you and that's what gets you back to your, your center. So, okay. All right. So piggybacking off all things spooky. Yeah. Uh, you said in our, in our chat before this mm-hmm. or email chat, really, you are into like paranormal stuff, right? Or you've experienced yeah. it. You think yeah. you've seen a ghost before. I, I'm somewhat of a believer and I'm also not like the type to stand on like a soapbox and be like, it's real. You have to believe yeah. it. I'm kind of just like, I don't think there's like, I don't think we figured everything out yet. So I think there's a chance that there could be something like, even if it's maybe an entity coming from like a parallel world, like I I think there's stuff we don't know, but I'm not like a hundred percent like, Oh, I know all the things. Like I, I don't, mm-hmm. I have no idea. I just know what I, I saw. And um, so basically I'll try to set the scene because the, the, the setup of how this location looked is important to me being like a human could not have been here. Um, so it was four years ago in July, um, almost yeah, exactly like four years ago, my, dog um was was very like i needed to have a surgery so we got up very early in the morning and i was home alone with him um to, like around 5 30 in the morning to have him go to the bathroom and then we had to leave to go to the vet like very early so it was like 5 30 in the morning the sun was just like starting to come up it was it was light enough that i could see things so i'm not like i've had people when i tell the story be like oh it was too dark no it was the sun was up enough that I could see what I was seeing and I was not hungover. I was not on drugs. I was not too sleep deprived to like know my faculties. So like just putting all those questions out of the way where I lived, there was a, a condo complex at, to like the, the left side of the street. Um, up top, there was a, a parking lot and, and a warehouse and then another parking lot that had a, a very big, like, incline down to a, a field so like there's a there was like a seven foot drop on the other side of this this parking lot which is important um and there's a, a little like roundabout where my dog would go to the bathroom and then a, a road that would lead away from the roundabout back to the main street so i took my dog over for him to use the bathroom and i look up this kind of steep ramp parking lot and all of a sudden there is a a man there and the thing is he is blurry like his face is not like is wiped out like a photograph that like didn't develop and I and he had like um, invisible feet like his legs have faded down to like I can't see them so like there's the famous quote from Beetlejuice like no feet is a ghost mm-hmm. so he has no feet and he is wrapped in plastic like his like the way you would wrap like a corpse you don't and he oh, is like man. walking towards me but like 
way faster than he should. And there was something just like wrong about the way everything looked. Like I couldn't see, and it wasn't because the sun was behind him and like it was blocking my ability to see his face. Like it wasn't there. And at first I was like wanting to be like, what are you doing? Because it was so early in the morning and there were no cars in the parking lot. So it's not some guy who got out of his car. Like this place was deserted. And I first wanted to be like, what are you doing here at like five in the morning? And then like the biggest alarm bells in my gut were ringing. Like, this is not right. Like I should not be interacting with this thing or person. Like it was just very scary. So like, thankfully my dog had finished peeing and I just like grabbed him and ran back into our house. And it was only like 20 seconds to get back inside the front door. And I like look outside and he's completely gone. And there is no way that a person can disappear from this particular area that fast because you can see the entire street and all the parking lot from my, my house. So if he was going down the street, I would have seen him walking. I would have seen him going towards, you know, a different building or a parking lot, just completely gone. And like, there's a, like I said, there's a seven foot drop on the other side of where he came from. So a, he could not have gotten up that way and he could not have gotten gone down that way. Like he came literally out of thin air. Like there's no, no person, no matter how good at parkour you are, could be like jumping <laughs> up that depth and then throwing themselves down. Cause like there's also a bunch of like gross weeds and bushes. Like it's not a place you want to like be. So it really freaked me out. It was like, it was weird that he was blurry and wrapped in plastic and like his feet were not there. And the, the other weird thing is next to that parking lot, there is like an empty field, like I mentioned, full of weeds and stuff. And every so often when I would take my dog walking there following, I would smell a man's cologne, but there's no man around. Like there's nothing around. There's no people around at all. Like where would this cologne smell? Like a very strong, it wasn't like a whiff. It was yeah. potent. So like, I'm not, you know, some people have been like, oh, that was probably just like a homeless guy that you scared. And I'm just like, why was he wrapped in plastic if he was just a homeless guy? Like yeah. as far as I know, that's not a thing. Yeah. And, and so like, there's something in just that experience of seeing this like blurry person who looks like a corpse that has been dumped in like the way you would wrap a body up. It's just like, I just got vibes that that was something that wasn't like on the paranormal spectrum, that that wasn't just some dude hanging out. That's creepy. Yeah, it was very creepy. Okay, you should do two things. You should like look up, look up the address or like on news sites and see if like mm-hmm. there was ever like a death right there. You don't have to do this. Yeah, but I need to start investigating. I think I did a little bit, but the, yeah. the problem is like before the condos and that warehouse with the parking lot was built, it was just like this big empty area with nothing. So mm. I could see like maybe someone did dump a body there, yeah. and, and it would be hard to find a police report on on just like a body being found. I, I think because like it That's seems true. like if an actual murder happens, like you someone saw the murder, then it's like that stuff makes it to the public yeah. record. But if someone just found like a random body like 10, 20 years ago in that. Mm-hmm. even longer than that could be 30 40 mm-hmm. plus years ago because i couldn't really make out he seemed to be wearing like a jeans and a t-shirt so it wasn't like a old timey ghost but it could be from like yeah. the 70s so who knows what happened in that area before oh wow i even called like they, they didn't call me back but i had called the the owners of the warehouse and was like did one of your like like please call me back and tell me like did your worker come in like really early? Did you see anything weird on your like security camera? I tried to make it seem like it was a trespasser, not a ghost, so they would take me seriously. But they yeah. never called me back, so either they didn't care or it might have been 
they just they probably just didn't care what, what it was but it was I, I really wish that they like had at least looked at their because there was cameras pointing right at that spot so i really wish i could have seen or someone would have looked at the footage and seen if like is it was there anything there was it a person and i just like didn't see it correctly but it was just too it was there was no way like that the person could be where they were and they could like, there was no reason for them to be blurry in real life. (laughs) (laughs) And you probably can't get that image out of your head. It's probably burned in your memory. Oh yeah. It's it's really freaky. And I definitely don't like, I don't want to see one again. Like if, if it means that that, like if seeing that thing meant that ghosts are real, I'm good. Like I want to tell the universe, (laughs) all right, I got the message. You don't need to show me another one. I'm good. (laughs) They're not Casper, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is creepy. It is. A, it's a good story, and I bet yeah. some people don't don't believe you because say you you know you write horror, you write mm-hmm. that stuff, so you're probably trying to imagine it. But it's it's so hard to explain to somebody when you yeah. see something or something happens like that, and for them to you know unless they see it with their own eyes, if it's not mm-hmm. something that normally happens, people don't don't believe it. I believe you. That's okay, exciting. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. It's, it's freaky. I've had other, like, there's only been, like, a, a few other handful of things that have happened. They're all very minor. And, like, I had, like, a Gatorade bottle just, like, fall. But, like, someone was like, oh, it's the wind. But I'm like, I, there's no wind. It's inside. It was, like, a very obvious, like, tip over. But it wasn't, like, it scared me for a minute. But then I put it back. So I don't know if that particular location was, like, it was the same condo was haunted and there was some other weird thing that had happened one time i can't remember it now but mm-hmm. they've all been very minor and I've, I've heard stories of people who have frequent paranormal visits and i'm just like i do not want to be that person i do not want that life i'm so sorry but mm, some people yeah. like, like it but it's just a weird <laughs> thing that happened and and some people believe it i i mentioned it once like i, I worked for this very large company and when you were a new hire, you had to like record a video of yourself doing like a intro and like a fun fact. And then at the, like every quarter meeting, they would play all the videos. And I said like, Oh, I technically don't believe in ghosts, but I'm pretty sure I saw one once. And like, apparently it like all the other offices, it was like a riot. People were just like, Oh my God. Like I was getting <laughs> messages on like the internal, like messaging that being like, tell me your ghost story from like all these coworkers. I never met before and I was like I did not think that my little fun fact about me was going to cause so many people to just like lose their minds <laughs> see everyone's interested in it even if you yeah. don't believe in it it's interesting to hear about and mm-hmm. you know think maybe it is maybe it is real that people who have these encounters some, like are from all different walks of, of life. Like some people think that it's only like, Oh, super religious people have it or, or people who are like into the occult are the only people who right. want to talk about this. And it's just like, I've run into like, uh, like, you know, Jewish people, Muslim people, Christian people, atheists, like all like people who are like really into scary things, people who have absolutely zero interest in them all have had these things. So I feel like there's something going on, whether we can say it's for sure a ghost or for sure. Like, some scientific thing that we just don't know about yet happening. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. I, I don't think that the vast majority of people are lying or like have some, I don't know, right. mental right. problem. It's like, I feel like there's at least something going on <laughs> that um, yeah. we have something. addressed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. I don't know if we'll ever, I wonder if we'll ever like mm-hmm. figure it out. 
where can listeners find you, connect with you, listen to your podcast, order your books, um, find you on, on social media? Where can we find you online? Yeah. So the best place to order my books and short stories is Amazon, as it is king for almost everything. Um, mm-hmm. You can find my podcast, The Dead Letters Podcast, um, on pretty much all podcatchers these days. Um, and I'm on social media a lot, so you can find me um, at TWriteRepeats on Instagram and Twitter, and then just CC Morris Writer on Facebook. TWriteRepeat, by the way, I love that. I love that name. <laughs> Go follow me buy your stuff. She's so cool. If you are a fan of that thriller horror, she's a girl. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It's been awesome talking to you. You're you're a cool mom who's not just the standard. I would I'm not a real mom. I'm a cool mom. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you are. You are. It's it's been neat talking to you and sharing stories and um, learning about you as a, a mom and a writer and podcaster and all the cool things. So thank you V for being on the podcast. It's been awesome talking to you today. Hey everyone. Don't forget to follow me in the podcast on Instagram and Facebook at moms who create podcast. Also, I have a newsletter out. I love my newsletter. I'm just going to put it out there. I think it's a really good newsletter. It gives you advice on life um, art news, women in art, also some self-care ideas and my favorite YouTube videos that I'm currently watching, which are usually just background music videos that help me when I'm doing pretty much anything, but sign up. I know you're going to love it. It's bi-weekly and it's free. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.